Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast and at my website GrillNationShow.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I hope you're having a great day. I want to congratulate the Chiefs. This will air uh, the week before the Super Bowl on making the Super Bowl. And uh, as a season ticket holder, that was very exciting to see uh, for Kansas City. Uh, and I want to also thank some of our, quickly, our supporters of the show. BOK Financial, Two West Advisors, and some contributors of the show are KCADC and Port KC. Uh, great companies, great people here in Kansas City. Um, we're talking about actually on the Chiefs note, we're going to be talking about sports today and about a uh, really exciting time to be in Kansas City uh, as a sports fan. And uh, we've never had this guest on the show. We have uh, Toby Cook, who is with the Kansas City Royals. Toby um, is the VP of Publicity at the Kansas City Royals. And we thought it'd be cool to have Toby on for the show today. Wanted to learn more about him. Uh, he's been in the Kansas City area for quite a while and has had an interesting career. But two, to talk about kind of the upcoming season with the Royals uh, and also the Fan Fest is this week. Um, Toby, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to have you. I appreciate it. Um, you have been in this community for a while. Tell us about your background. I know you, you started out in the media. Mm-hmm. Talk to I, about that. that. That's always an exciting uh, thing to be involved with as a young person, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I was telling my son, who's a senior at K-State in communications, so he was not smart enough to... Um, not following his dad's footsteps. He actually, I said, you know, my dad was an elementary school principal, and he said to me, Toby, education's a wonderful thing, but don't ever be an elementary school principal. <laughs> um, and I jokingly say that to my son, but I said, you know, um, if you can get a journalism something in your background, you will never, ever regret it. Mm-hmm. And smartest thing that I did was to pursue journalism, even if I didn't actually do it for a living, because I, I think that it's a great basis for everything else. So, And you uh, uh, you got your degree at KU or Pittsburgh State? One uh, of the Pittsburgh two? State, okay. yeah. I was, a, I was a Jayhawk for a semester, and I'm still a Jayhawk basketball fan, even though all my money's going to K-State. But uh, <laughs> I graduated from then powerhouse Division II Pittsburgh State. Right. When the Gorillas were the only Division II in the Midwest that were going to the playoffs every year. And then Northwest Missouri State overtook sure. them. And, uh, that's they kind of have the rivalry there, they don't do. they? Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, you got out of college and started off as a reporter there, it looks like, and then made your way uh, to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you grow up here? I grew up in a small town in Kansas, okay. uh, Independence, Kansas, which okay. is about 20 miles north of the Oklahoma border. Um, my wife is from Parsons, and then we both went to school at Pittsburgh State, so kind of that southeast Kansas thing. And uh, so you've kind of hit all all the cylinders now with your kid. Yep, <laughs> you've yep. done it all. Well, we, you know, it's funny. My story really begins, and this is interesting to have experienced this now working for the Royals. But 
I always feel like my story began when my dad took me to my first Royals game when I was eight years old. Right. And this was 1976, uh, the start of a great run. And then sure. from 76 to 85, the Royals were in the playoffs more often than not. I graduated I, from high school in 86, so in 1985 we won the World Series, and it was a great time. And I had listened to Royals broadcasts every night uh, from the local affiliate down in southeast Kansas, and that literally was what got me into broadcasting because I was fascinated with Denny Matthews and Fred White. And then it all came full circle a few years ago when I went to work for the Royals. Yeah, right. Um, we had uh, season tickets as a kid. Um, I'm trying to think of what years I had them, but it was it was during the Oakland A's Bash Brothers mm-hmm. uh, rivalry with the Royals back then. Um, but that was so much fun, man. Yeah, and I, I kind of really embraced it as a kid, and it was so easy to get a ball from the players back then, you know. Yeah. And and it just I it just it, a lot of memories like you brought up um, over at the K. So you uh, you worked at uh, Fox Four for a while. I did. Kansas I was City. there for not me. not just a while, about eight years. Yeah. Um, eight and a half years. I started in 1998, January of 1998. So we've been in Kansas City for 22 years. Um, I spent three years in Lynchburg, Virginia, um, which was the home of Where Jerry. Is that at? It was the home of Jerry Falwell, not okay. Jack Daniels. Okay. okay. Jack Daniels is Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Falwell's church was in Lynchburg, Virginia, which is about three and a half hours southwest of D.C. Mm-hmm. And I was at the ABC affiliate there and got my start at. KOAM TV, which is the CBS affiliate in the Pittsburgh, Kansas, Joplin, Missouri market. A buddy of mine and I started the first morning show down there in 1992. So Pittsburgh, Lynchburg, and then uh, Fox 4 in Kansas City for nine years before the Royals career started. What did that? What was that like coming back to the area to do well, that job? I loved it. I mean, it, and what were you covering at Fox 4? Um, I was a news guy. So, you were a news guy. Yeah. Um, Reporter or anchor? I can't remember. Both. I was a morning show anchor, and then I reported out in the field every day at noon. Um, And then I did a lot of special projects, so kind of long-form stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And my my areas of expertise were, and and remember, this is when you have to put something together for a minute 20, so no television reporter, with all due respect, is really an expert at anything. They right. just know a little bit about it. Yeah, I know, because as a, as a reporter, they always text me, and they're like, yeah. do you know anything about yeah. this uh, Missouri uh, Missouri legislature right. and what happens here? Do you know about this or that? And you're like, sure, here's some information. Yeah. But, you know, they're always uh, – they know who to talk to, right? And they, and they have to distill it down to three bullet points, and then they are doing a story for a minute and 20. But I always was interested in history and politics, uh, religious issues when – religion made the news and when sports made the news and so i was the go-to guy in the newsroom for those things Hmm. because i was interested in them but again interest and being able to talk for 10 minutes is great you really needed to distill this down to what people can understand so you were doing all the great things the 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 politics the history the sports yeah and then mixed in a little religion there. Yeah, and the kind of stuff that you're not supposed to talk about at the dinner table or when you're oh, out wow. with friends. And um, and back I, then it was, um, God, it was like mid, late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, so yeah. there was a lot of stuff happening, and it seems to me that'd be a pretty interesting beat yeah. to cover it on a TV station. Yeah, I, I always think. liked it because it was a challenge to take something that was a thought piece, mm-hmm. which the, the daily 
managers of a news station. They're like, don't bring me a thought piece. Bring me what people are talking about today, and then we'll start again tomorrow. But I was always sort of that thought piece person, and then I had to prove that this was something that people would find relevant to their lives today. It's so funny. People just don't understand. You know, they think they just you just, just go on TV and talk. Yeah. Right? I mean, you have to really work hard at producing some of this stuff, finding these stories. Yep. It's a tough job. And the hardest part about it, not just the deadline pressure, the fact that you walk in the door and you have no idea what you're going to be doing, and an hour and a half later you might be on TV sounding like an expert at it, but most reporters' days start by going into a news meeting with producers and news directors where you have to sell your story ideas. Right. And then they tear it apart. And then you still have to, and you get shot down half the time or more, (laughs) and then you get your story and then you better deliver, or there might be just that story of the day, which that's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs going to the Super Bowl for the next two weeks. (laughs) What kind of angle can we work you got to think of a lot of ideas around that, right? Uh, It's going to be fun. Uh, Toby Cook, VP of Publicity at the Kansas City Royals, is our guest on the Grill Nation show today. I'm on Twitter at Adjacent Grill. We'll get to his social media we come back, I want to get a little bit of quick advice for folks who uh, who are in the uh, aspiring to be a journalist. And then also we're going to start talking about the exciting things going on with the Royals. Spring training is right around the corner. Fan Fest is this weekend. Uh, also, also a lot of fun stuff happening over across the uh, parking lot from Arrowhead uh, at the Coffin Stadium. We're talking to Toby Cook on Grill Nation. She says she's no good with words. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm Jason Grill, your host. You're listening to 980 AM, or if you're on iTunes on podcasts, we greatly appreciate it. I am on social media everywhere. Search for my name and just find me on Twitter at Jason Grill. Toby Cook is our guest today. He is on Twitter at TobyKCR. He is the VP of Publicity for uh, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, we have him in studio to talk about a lot of different things. Uh, we were talking about your background. We'll get into FanFest here in a second, but... You uh, you were in journalism for a while. You were on air. Uh, what's your best advice for someone who is a uh, aspiring journalist? It's a, it's a tough field to uh, break into, but you know, what, what what do you have to tell the listeners who might have children or might have even been thinking about doing some reporting? Well, from a study standpoint, become as good a writer as you can possibly be. That got drilled into me 20, 25 years ago when journalism, broadcasting, communications was very, very different. But I've kind of discovered that that is a mainstay, that even if you're having to tweet or post or keep things very, very short, it's Mm. almost more important now that you're a really good writer. Interesting. Um, And then being able to take that writing skill and being able to distill it and explain it out loud to somebody, that's one thing. The other is be willing to do anything and start anywhere um, we have opportunities, you know, at the Royals where we have interns and we had them in broadcasting. And I'm always pleasantly surprised at the young people who take the bull by the horns and just do anything and everything because they realize they're getting a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm always a little bit surprised by young people who come in and don't do that, that they don't take advantage of it, that they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to just kind of do whatever I'm asked. So wow. I, I don't know how to tell people to get into the business anymore, but sure. I would say if, if you're going to be willing to do these two things, become a great writer, 
um, which just takes practice. You just got to do it over and over and over again and be willing to do anything. That's kind of my... And you're writing a very short uh, couple-minute story, Mm -hmm. like you said in the first segment. Toby, is uh, he left the uh, uh, journalism world in 2006, Mm -hmm. and you uh, went over to the Royals. Tell us about that decision and that transition from being on TV all the time and a local celebrity. I guess you are now, too, but you're everywhere now, but... You were a face that everyone saw on Fox 4, and then you went over to the Royals. Well, this the this, quick was, st- this was in 2006? It was, and okay. it actually started in 2005 when I got a call out of the blue from the Royals one day asking if I would be willing to emcee a Royals charities event. Okay, and that happens all the time when you're uh, yeah. in the media, right? Yeah, because you get called and you say, will you do this? Will you host this store? Uh, will you host this fundraiser? And I did a lot of those, but when the Royals called, I'm like, oh my God, what's going on here? And... I, it was just one of those special nights where I showed up. I went without notes. I knew all of the players because I was a big fan. Sure. The team was terrible at the time. Okay, I'm trying to think back to 2006, yeah. 2007. So we weren't winning very many games at all. Who was uh, We didn't have Ned Yost then, or did no, we? No, he it was, wasn't there um, It was a transition. Um, Buddy Bell was about ready to okay. be... I just manager. I do remember a three game sweep of the Yankees somewhere yeah. in that term <laughs> at home. That was about the biggest moment I think when the Yankees would come to town. And yeah, you're right. Them. Yeah, I, I remember that too. Um, but I but the team was literally on pace to lose more games than any American League team in years and years. Okay, they actually got a little bit better second half of the year and they didn't. But I emceed this event and they asked me back the next year, and it was kind of one of those right place, right time things where. Then President Dan Glass mm-hmm. um, said to me that night, "Hey, you know what? If you ever get tired of the TV thing, you might be a good candidate for this position that we're trying to create around here, which was a goodwill ambassador on behalf of the club to the fans. Mm-hmm. Kind of a PR thing, kind of a community relations, Royals charities thing. And I was in one of these weird spots where I was able to force his hand and say, "Hey, if you really mean this." Let's talk sooner rather than later because I'm about ready to sign a three-year contract extension with Fox 4. Mm-hmm. Now, and I figure people don't really understand how that works. I yeah. mean, some of the people that have been there for years, still every year when I talk to them, are like, you know, I'm, I'm up for a contract extension. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. You're like, you're one of the most recognizable faces in Kansas City, you know? I mean, but you never know, right, in the media. I you mean, don't. stuff changes so fast. So you, you have to, you, you forget that people have these, these contracts. You know, they're not like typical workers where they're, you know, have the job and they do their job. I mean, it is a full time deal here. Yeah. And it's, it sounds a lot more glamorous than it is that I'm signing contracts and I have an agent. <laughs> well, I had an agent partly because, well, first of all, you use an agent to get the next job. Right. That they compile your, what we called back then, I don't even know what they call Real. this now, your resume tape. Your resume tape. Which was actually on tape at the time that you would mail. And they would. F- send out your tape to all of these different um, uh, news directors and kind of keep you out there. Well, it was the cost of doing business. I had an agent, mm-hmm. and I, was, I wasn't I was going anywhere at Fox 4 as far as I was concerned at the time. But it was time for me to sign a new contract extension. Well, what that basically does is that it protects the television station mm-hmm. from you— Moving somewhere. Just bolting. Yeah. So you sign a three-year deal or a two-year deal or whatever, and you settle on the terms of all of it. There's a very short window of opportunity for when you are up, but you can send your tape out, et cetera. Well, I was right in the middle of all that when this all went down, and they kind of said, "Hey, I got a little less time." So you did that. Um, You started there in 2006. You've been there for quite a while now. Yeah, 13 years. So you've seen the ups, the downs, the rebuilds, the World Series, the. And I've gotten to see it really from the ground up, Jason, because I started five weeks after 
Dayton Moore started. Okay. So Dayton was hired. Wow, early. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. It's been around. Wow. Yeah. So I, I take a lot of credit for our success on the field because I started, you know, kind of at the time that Dayton, who was the architect of all of this, Now, this is before the renovations, too. Yeah. So, so you um, did all of that. That was all going through mm-hmm. at the same time. So I got to experience Dayton starting, building this team at the minor league level, um, the announcement that we're, we were getting the All-Star game, the All-Star game in 2012 mm-hmm. after we renovated the stadium in 2000. Nine, mm-hmm. and then us having our first winning season in forever in 2013, and then of course, 14 and 15, and it's been as wild a ride as you can imagine. Right, it's amazing. I mean, I don't know if there's anything quite like as we as we enter the the start of the Super Bowl, uh, a couple weeks, uh, like the like the the pace, baseball playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume maybe it's the same if you have an an NHL or NBA team, and you have the home and home and aways, and it's just it's just this captivating moment in time where you can. It's just it's something just amazing because there's there's more games if you are good like the Royals were those years and it's just such a cool cool deal man I I I mean I'll never forget that I I texted a friend during the Chiefs game the AFC Championship game and I said I can't remember enjoying a Chiefs game less because <laughs> of the nerves sure but um, but didn't you feel like <laughs> after what happened in the first game this this uh, postseason right that, I mean it just felt like. There's no way They're we can lose back. these games. Well, and and my the buddy said, yeah, I remember that in 14 and 15 because that 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 memory was coming back of just hanging on every play or hanging on every pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, baseball was different in that we had to do it again and again and again and again and again. At least in football, you you find out whether you've won or lost so in fast, three or four hours. Right? I mean, it's so fast and. Uh, but yeah, the ups and downs are a little different now that we've won a World Series recently. It's not it's not too far away. Um, it's just a different mindset as a Kansas City sports fan. I yeah. feel like you, you just you feel like you know I've seen this happen mm-hmm. when it hadn't happened in thirty years, and so now I'm like I believe more. I think just subconsciously that right. the Chiefs can win. Um, Toby Cook is our guest. He is all over social media and quite witty. I saw some oh, of your thanks. tweets this last week. Uh, very <laughs> good. You guys have Fan Fest coming up this week. Tell us about that and kind of um, what that is. I yep. know it's been going on for a while now, but give us a refresher on what you guys do there. We, we started this at the Overland Park Convention Center back in 2008, and Fan Fest is a two-day event where fans can come and kind of celebrate the start of the season mm-hmm. very soon. And so, it's always in the winter, right before spring training, right. so it's kind of a cool thing going on when maybe there's not as much going on because of the cold weather. Right, and um, now that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, we've never had this before, but we're right in the middle between uh, the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But this two-day event is kind of – the Cubs have done it for years, and they call it the Cubs Convention, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, where it's a two-day Royals convention, where we fly most of the players back. Um, they sign autographs. We have continuous autograph stages. We have a main stage where we have programming, where you get to hear from the infielders and the outfielders and the managers and sluggers running around. And there's ballpark food, and it's at Bartle Hall at the Kansas City Convention Center on Friday and Saturday. On Friday and Saturday, the Saturday hours. Um, are going to be um, nine in the morning until uh, seven at night. Um, we were pl- we have fan fest going on on Friday, and it's inexpensive. It's twelve dollars for adults and five dollars for kids, and you get pictures with the players. What it is is a chance for people to get a taste of baseball before these guys go off to uh, spring training. And then before you know it, we'll be uh, getting ready for the start of the season. January twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Correct. Um, and how do you get tickets? You just go to the 
Bar Royal, Hall, or is it online? Royals.com. Royals.com. Or Royals.com slash FanFest, or you can go to Bartle Hall, and they'll sell you a ticket right there. So you guys have had to innovate that over the years, too. Yep. Right? I mean, constantly. Constantly with innovation and with with more teams probably doing similar things now as over the years, and just got to keep evolving, right? Yeah, and I always tell people if they're interested in this sort of thing, are we making any money? We, we couldn't possibly charge enough or charge our sponsors enough to cover our costs for FanFest. It's a lost leader for us. Mm-hmm. It's just a big celebration to get people thinking about the season. Now we sell some season tickets mm-hmm. from being uh, set up there, but this is really all about getting people excited about the, the upcoming season. And it's, it's fun to have the ballplayers back a couple of weeks before they're about ready to get into the grind. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby Cook is our guest. we got a couple segments left on the show. We're going to get into... Some of the spring training stuff coming up. We're going to get into. I mean, it's an exciting year. There's a uh, there's a new manager. There's a new owner. There's ownership group. There's uh, we'll go over you know tons of new players. There might be some uh, players from the past coming back. I know Salvi's going to play this year. He's healthy yep. again. <laughs> I mean, no doubt. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, and obviously, you guys have done some fun stuff. I want to talk about with the Chiefs as well on social media that has that has truly gone viral uh, as well. And I don't know. It's an exciting time to be a sports fan here in Kansas City. And usually, these are the the worst two months of the year, January and February. That's so. right. Yeah. It's like, it's cold, but it's not holiday. It's, you know, yeah, you right. pass a holiday and it's like, this is brown and gold. No, right? Toby Cook is with us. We'll be right back on the Grill Nation show. I've never felt like this before. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. Hope you're listening on 980 AM or on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. Or if you're uh, checking this out on our website, uh, grillnationshow.com. Thank you so much. Uh, as always, you can connect with me on social media at Jason Grill. And great show today. It's, we're, at, we're talking to Toby Cook, who is a really cool guy, VP of Publicity for the Kansas City Royals. He's on Twitter at TobyKCR, also all over social media. KC Royals website is kcroyals.com. They have Fan Fest coming up uh, this weekend. It's going to be great. And then also spring training is coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, tell us about that experience because I have never been. I've always wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. It's like it's either I, I, I do like something with March Madness or, yep. I, or I want to go somewhere warm in these types of months. But I've never done spring training. But I've always heard from people it's quite an experience. Yeah, it's a special time to be down in Arizona. You know, the Royals played— When did they move down there? It used to be in Florida. 2003. We were, yeah. I think 2003. And they, they play at this Surprise Arizona Complex, which is in the northwest part of the Phoenix Valley. Uh-huh. And I'm a visual person, you know, my TV uh, career, but— if you think of Kansas City in the 435 loop, okay. Surprise is kind of where Legends is in okay. Kansas City, and the air uh, um, the airport that you fly into in downtown Phoenix is sort of at the uh, Grandview Triangle. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so it's if, not that far. If you could visualize, except that it's a lot bigger. Sure. Anyway, they play uh, up in the northwest part of the the Phoenix Valley, and they share it with the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. And pitchers and catchers report around Valentine's Day, February 12, 13, 14. Full squad reports a week later. Uh, they all do um, what we call photo day, uh, which is... Uh, a day in which they all get their picture taken. They do a bunch of promotional stuff. If you see their photo up on Crown Vision all throughout the year, it got taken that day at spring okay. training. So that's early in the year they do all that. Yep. Um, so they always tell guys, 
if you got a crazy beard that you don't think you're going to wear all year long, but you don't mind this picture being up all year long, just think about that because it's going to be up. All I always year wonder long. about those photos, not just yeah. the Royals, but the ones I see on you know Monday Night Football and or yeah. wherever. And when were these taken? Yeah. You know, I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. It's for, early. for most baseball teams, it's taken right in the middle of February. They used to do baseball cards then right. too. Yeah, I remember exactly. back in the old days. And they do something like that where they do promotional stuff with uh, Nike and other sponsors. Um, interestingly, we have the reason why I go down um, partly is because we have all of the guys sign a bunch of baseballs and bats and photos and jerseys. And so when we give these items away all year long to organizations, you show up at a big fundraiser and you see a, uh, a Salvador Perez signed baseball. Mm-hmm. Chances are that was signed one day at spring training and mm. we collect them. All. So we're not going back to them every week throughout the year. We, we knock most of it out at spring training. Mm-hmm. So we start off that way and then the guys start playing baseball um, and what I always tell people, if you have a chance to go down to spring training and go to Surprise, get there around 9 o'clock in the morning, free parking, and walk out to the practice fields. Mm-hmm. Because there's an area where anybody can walk out, and most of the guys are the dozens and dozens of minor league players that are coming up. But you'll see a George Brett walk by who's coaching. You'll see a Willie Wilson or a Frank White mm-hmm. or an, uh, uh, another player and – because they bring all these guys in to help coach and mentor these guys. Mm-hmm. And then the games are usually around 1.15 in the afternoon, and it's free and easy. You can be real close really to the good players. Access, it's, yeah. it's just it's what everybody wishes a Major League Baseball access would be like during the year, but you actually get it at spring training. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's so much fun, and there's so many other things to do there too. Uh, in in Phoenix, yeah. it's a growing city. Yeah. Uh, very cool, very cool. So that's coming up, and then they have the fantasy camp for people out there that I've heard people have done that I know, and it, quite an experience that is. Yeah, it's a it's you a put bucket, out, you literally just like do everything the players yeah. do. It's a bucket list for a lot of guys, and what ends the way that it works is that for three or four days, you play baseball, you train, you eat, sometimes you drink. <laughs> um, with these old guys, and you have coaches like George Brett and Willie Wilson, who are, and John Mayberry, who are um, your coaches. And you play these games, and then, as the late great Fred White always said, the best part about it is afterwards when you're having a beer with one of the guys in the locker room or they go out to dinner. Um, I've just heard many, many people say that it's the greatest experience that they ever had, and they sell out every year now so mm-hmm. you got to get on a waiting list that's awesome i need to do that sometime um i did play basketball over the weekend just shooting hoops at a gym and i, I realized wow and this is something i have not done in a long right. long time you know in high school or after in college even you know you're doing all that stuff and you just wow you just realize man it's harder to jump than it used to be i i, <laughs> I got to go to a organizational meeting where they were trying to recruit guys to go to fantasy camp before I even went to work for the Royals. That was actually a Fox 4 reporter doing a story on yeah, You always camp. wanted to pitch the uh, Fox 4 story yeah. to go to spring training. Right, and it never <laughs> happened. But, I, but I, um, I was at a meeting once where George Brett told everybody, he said, if you haven't started uh, stretching now, you're too late. And this was November. Hmm. So they always tell the guys, just start stretching. Everybody, One guy pops a hamstring the very first day every time. But, man, they have a blast. <laughs> Toby Cook is with us. Um, okay, so you've got that going on. You've got Fan Fest. Um, you guys have been doing some fun stuff, too, with the Chiefs. I've yeah. seen on social media. I think that's pretty cool with Slugger uh, and uh, Casey Wolf. 
You just all over the social media. Yeah, you're been, all. You guys have done a really good job with that. Thanks. It's it's been an interesting relationship with the Chiefs. I've I always make a point to say my favorite football team when I'm referring to them, which is across the board the truth with Royals people. But I feel like there was a time where both organizations wanted to keep it separate. They wanted to do their own thing, and for the life of me, I couldn't figure it out. And I'm so grateful that over the past several years. Uh, we have made a concerted effort to realize that, you know, kind of the rising tide, if one sports team is doing well, it really helps the other sports team. And social media is well, the, the thing players they, are now, you know, they, they support each other, too. Yeah. We've and, seen that for the last few years with the World Series. They were there. The Chiefs were there. And the Royals go to Chiefs games. I've seen them on yep. the sidelines before. You got uh, it. Yeah. That, you guys are co-mingling now. Yeah. That, that broke the ice. And, you know, there was no reason for us to feel like the way that we could be successful was the other guy wasn't. And and that wasn't an overall feeling. I'm just thinking that there might have been a perception out there mm-hmm. because we just didn't do a lot of stuff together. But truthfully, when you can post these videos of our goofy mascots having fun together and, you know, serendipitously when we were shooting that, um, our shortstop just happens to walk in to go training, and we get pictures of him, and we use that as a post, Alberto Mondesi. Yeah, and you guys did a great Christmas card this year, too. Yeah, yeah. It, That it, was amazing. It's it's really been a lot of fun. Um, interestingly, our new owner, John Sherman. We're going to get into that, yeah. Um, one of his things was, I feel like we don't do enough stuff with the Chiefs, and we were talking to him about the overtures that we've made and the overtures that they had made. I think if there was ever a separation, I mean, we got to do our own thing. Sure. We're trying to stay out of their two hair different now. leagues, two yeah. different worlds. And but we share a lot of the same season ticket holders. We we share a lot of the same fan base, like we do with uh, Sporting KC. But it's just different because your stadiums are next to each other. Yes. And, and <laughs> if, if, if you guys were somewhere else or there was someone else, people in their mind wouldn't think of it the yeah. same. You know, when Sporting KC made it to the. Uh, or they won an MLS championship, you know, everyone congrats each other, all the local teams, but it's just a different mindset. Yeah, I No, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. That, that we can see each other uh, every day of the week. Um, so it's it's been, that's been very, very gratifying to come along with them on their ride. And I, I think sports fans really, really appreciate it. The fact that, I mean, they even tweeted out something right before, Royals, you all are the best because we had good luck Chiefs up on Crown Vision on sure. Sunday. And that just just really, um, it's a good feel in Kansas City right now. Very, very much so. Um, you mentioned a new owner. We also have a new manager. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Mike Matheny, he was with the St. Louis Cardinals, and he kind of followed in the footsteps of Ned Yost, the winningest manager in Royals history who took us to the World Series. He retired. Um, Ned was hired by Dayton Moore to be a special advisor to the GM Mm -hmm. after he was fired by the Milwaukee Brewers several years ago. And then when um, Matheny was let go by the Cardinals, Dayton hired him as a special advisor to the GM, and everybody was thinking, well, he's got to be the heir apparent, and it turns out that he's our new manager. Solid, awesome individual. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about him. I know a lot of, um, you know, we live with social media making this relationship with the Chiefs outstanding. Mm-hmm. Then you die by social media with people just killing Mike Matheny because of his experience well, with St. Louis. You're always going to have uh, naysayers because of the Cardinals yeah. thing too, right? And and he took the just team. because he was manager of the right. Cardinals, <laughs> and, and he took the team to uh, the playoffs four straight years. Mm-hmm. His first four I remember straight that, years. Yeah. 
Um, then they soured on him. We hired him. And the day that he was hired, um, there was a sports writer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch that went on local radio and said, hey, listen, guys, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this hire because I think that Matheny has a really good chance in his second act as a manager to be successful in like Kansas Ned. City. Like Ned. So, yeah. Same kind of storybook. And and I got I've gotten to know him a little bit from some of the community and charity initiatives sure. that we've done, and he is all about the fans and taking care of um, the brand of the Royals as a as a, an important part of the community. He's 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 great. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's always good to hear that from the people that are uh, doing the day to day operations and putting people out there, and and you do that every day for the Royals. Toby Cook is with us. Uh, he's all over social media. The Royals website is caseyroyals.com. When does the season start? Uh, we start on March the 26th. Um, we are going to start on the road, and then our home opener is April the 2nd, which is a Thursday. Not too long from now. No. Nope. Not too long from now. Man, I can't wait for springtime. Um, we're going to be right back after the break. I want to talk to to Toby more about what's going on with the Royals, maybe learn more about him, and then uh, maybe have some fun as well with some fun questions here on the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Well, my heart knows it better than I know myself, so I'm going to let it do all the talking. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. We've had a lot of fun today with Toby Cook uh, at TobyKCR on Twitter. He's also uh, all over social media and he is the VP of Publicity for the Kansas City Royals. Their website is kcroyals.com. Um, Toby, are there, is there, do you interact with the people uh, from other teams? you guys have like a, a conference every year that you go to, the VP of Publicity for all the teams? Yes. What's those relationships like? We, the way that we're so always kind of trying to be creative and, mm-hmm. and kind of push the envelope. Yes, um, I always say that we always try to beat each other's brains out on the field, and then we borrow from everybody off the field. Mm-hmm. So if the markets, the major league markets, are set up the way that Major League Baseball wants them to, we're not necessarily competing for the same fan base and we're it's easy for us because we're a six-state region and the closest baseball teams we have are minneapolis denver Denver, um dallas and st louis and while we share with the cardinals for the most part we're our own market see that's interesting because if we would have gone to the national league Mm -hmm. it would have been a lot different i think we would have been i mean the cardinals would in the same division and it would have been a different vibe without a doubt and yeah. and that's not the way it is in a lot of places where this big cities are bunched up but here with the royals we're all our own market so as a example um we did a thing called hit for your seats where uh, season ticket members had a chance to hit off of a, a machine and if they hit the ball out of the park they got their season tickets free for that year oh wow well we copied off of like five teams that were doing it, and we called them, and they said, "How did it work? How did you invite the media out? Did you do five pitches or ten pitches?" And they just gave us everything. They told us all of that. So there's a lot of best practices sharing on how the clubs do things uh, to uh, maximize our revenue from a fan perspective, and then the baseball guys are the ones that are trying to keep secrets from everybody and not sure. know what's happening. So you guys uh, actually have a relationship because of that geographical 
difference, I guess, than if you were on the East Coast, it might be different. Well, yeah, or in and Florida or like, wherever. Or like I'll call the Cardinals and, and their people and we'll, we'll talk and it'll be like we work for the same team because Because they're, uh, they're in the National League. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> the, and I think that we're all kind of doing the same thing, so we're cheering for one another to be successful as a Major League Baseball franchise. So it's very different on the business side. Um, we're not trying to steal a whole lot of dollars from other teams the way that maybe teams on the East and the West Coasts are. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of one dynamic. The other interesting dynamic, I think, is that um, you can either have it set up the way that we do, which there is a primary person doing PR on the business side and a primary person doing PR on the baseball side. Our guy is Mike Swanson. He goes by Swanee. He's been in the business forever, and he's in charge of the photographers and reporters that are covering the team on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And my job is to promote FanFest <laughs> and uh, bobbleheads <laughs> yeah. and hot dog giveaways and all of that. And the charity stuff. And the charity stuff and all. And so um, th- that's kind of the dynamic that we work at before. So I might be talking to a guy at the Diamondbacks or the Red Sox who is more promoting stuff that the fans need. And Swanee might be talking to them about the nitty-gritty of the baseball PR and whether... The beat reporters. And, and yes, and whether we're going to sign a particular free agent or if this guy's going to be uh, released, et cetera. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, ballpark food. You mentioned that at FanFest. You'll have some of that. What's that like? Because it's changed so much. I mean, since we were going, you know, in the 70s and 80s. I mean, you can get about anything in these ballparks these days, in any seat. And the first time that I noticed it, I had an opportunity... I just remember uh, when Buck Night became a thing. I know. It's exactly. a hot dog. <laughs> and that was hot dogs and sodas and peanuts, right? Yeah. Um, a few years ago, new stadiums came on board, like Camden Yards in Baltimore. And this was in the early 90s. Sure. And I was there at a game, and they had crab cakes. Like crab cakes at a baseball game. Right. Well, I think it was because everything was new and fresh, and it was a new clean slate. And they were one of the first teams to introduce a local favorite that had nothing to do with hot dogs, beer, and pizza. Right. The the standard ballpark fare. Well, it just happened over and over. And when we renovated the stadium in 2009, our mindset was, yes, we created a new-looking stadium from an old one, mm-hmm. but we're going to pretend like the whole thing is brand new. And so Aramark, our food beverage provider, they brought in a chef specifically for creative stuff so we've got all the regular ballpark fare but anything and everything that you can imagine from you get creative every year with it. yes there's like there's articles that come out in the media about and, every stadium's unique yeah. uh, serving yeah and offering and and, and it's kind of like the super bowl in that you, you they will do a story on what every ballpark has that's different from every other ballpark and we tend to go with the throw a bunch of barbecue on nachos, <laughs> like the brisket nacho. <laughs> you know that, that that one has taken off, hasn't it? It really has. I've had that a few times. Yeah, the macaroni and cheese and type things have taken off. Yeah, um, the burn-ins, the any kind of things yeah. with with barbecue, so, obviously, should be our probably our mainstay, right? But you also have healthy stuff now. I mean, yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, we've we've got a whole menu that if you were to not want to get off of your diet when you go out to a ballpark, which I can't imagine. Yeah. But lots of people, you can if you want to. San Francisco has, I went to a game out there, man. They had something that was, it was like 17 bucks, but it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Some Something with, I don't remember if it, what, what the, the fare was, but it like had a grilled cheese kind of 
taste to it with all kinds of their local stuff. It was so good. And you were talking about the difference between like going to a Chiefs game and going to a Royals game. Sure. You know, I've always felt like, as I visualize it, a, f- a football game, an NFL football game, is like gladiators. It's mm-hmm. like you go there and you got these two sources just hitting each other and the crowd's going nuts. Baseball is... You sit for a while, sure. you watch for a while, you chat for a while. You go eat something interesting, you walk around the ballpark, you watch for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's a lot why, different, yeah. I think that's why interesting ballpark food had become important because the truth is whatever you hear about the median age of a baseball fan being too old and we're not getting the young folks, the way that we're getting the young folks are our ball players are accessible on social media and we have cool food. <laughs> <laughs> for people to just enjoy. And mm-hmm. you might end up kind of liking the baseball game while you're sitting there doing that. And there's all kinds of different seating options mm-hmm. now that have evolved. Yeah. Um, and craft beers. Yep. And it's more of a, um interactive type thing, because yeah. you're right. Because if you, if you leave a, a football game at, let's say, halftime, you go up and you go inside or something, I mean, third quarter starts pretty quick. Yep. You know, in a baseball game, you're, you, you're jumping around and... You know, not not during the playoff years, right? The right. World Series years, you had to like run to the the underneath the uh, places, which I love. Yep. They've been there for years, where right. you were underneath the uh, seats. Mm-hmm. Those are always less people, yep. and so I always like those. Not not all the dugout concourse. The dugout yeah. concourse is the correct name. Uh, Toby Cook is with us. We got a couple uh, minutes left in the show, Toby. Again, just tell us again about Fan Fest, uh, and then the season starting up here quickly. You bet. January twenty fourth and twenty fifth, Bartle Hall, Kansas City Convention Center. We're having most of the guys from the current roster and some former players to sign autographs in a main stage. Then pitchers and catchers report middle of February, and we start the season in Chicago on Thursday, March the 26th. And then our home opener is at 315 on Thursday, April the 2nd, against the Seattle Mariners. And then we play 162 games. Interesting. A different <laughs> team. I'm, I feel like every year we play the White Sox we at do. Home in the home opener. Yeah, <laughs> Not but, this year, but on the road. But this year we're going to host uh, an American League Western Division team. So. You know, Joel Goldberg always tells me that's one of his favorite places to go to a baseball game is in Seattle. So it's one of the places I have not been to a game. I've seen it, but I have to go check that out. Royals game starts soon. You guys are excited about the Chiefs as well. You bet. Fan Fest, spring training, go to go to warm uh, place in Surprise, Arizona. Surprise, Arizona. Flying to Phoenix, you can do that. There's so many things happening with the Royals. Toby Cook, VP of Publicity, you've seen him all over TV, and he's all over social media, at TobyKCR on Twitter. Thanks for coming on the show today, and it's been a great time, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was well, a blast. Yeah, we'll definitely be tuning in here soon to Royals Baseball. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Take care. And we'll never be Let me be.